Our readings this morning invite us to explore the tensions between inclusion on one hand and exclusion on the other hand. The readings demand us to examine the dialectical tensions between uniformity on one hand and diversity on the other hand. But what I want us to do briefly is to recap the two main stories in our readings today that direct us towards this thematic. First is the story of Joshua and Moses in the first reading. And now the story of John and Jesus in the gospel. So what happened in the first reading? God decides to take the spirit he had given to Moses and distribute it out freely to everybody who believed. And all those who were on the camp were all prophesying. But there were two gentlemen who were not on the camp, who were farther away from where things were supposed to be happening, and these guys were also prophesying. And so Joshua comes to Moses and says, you got to do something. Stop them. This is not right. Stop them. They don't have a name tag like the rest of us. They're not having beautiful chasubles like I'm putting on now. They don't belong. Stop them. And Moses was like, really? Who am I? If God decides to send his spirit on every human person on earth, that's good. And so be it. Now, the second story is exactly like the first one in the first reading. John comes to Jesus, and he says, Master, we got a problem. And Jesus was like, what? You got a problem? He said, yep, we got a problem. We saw this guy who doesn't walk with us. He's not one of us. He's not in the apostolic college. He's not in the hierarchy. And there he was performing good works in your name and performing miracles in your name. And we tried to stop him. And Jesus was like, na, 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 na. And that's our message today. The tension between inclusion and exclusion. The tension between uniformity and diversity. You know, yesterday, while I was reflecting on these readings, I tried to do some kind of quasi-psychoanalysis. I tried to put myself in the mind of Joshua and John, trying to imagine, look at things from their perspective, what was going on in their mind. And you know what? Truth be told, there is a Joshua in each one of us. There is a John in each one of us. Because it looks like deep in our psyche, deep in our mind, 
there's always that tendency for us to think that scarcity equals value. And so if I went out yesterday and I bought this expensive shirt, and I said, yeah, this is going to be what I'm going to put on to church this morning. And then I come into this church and everybody else has the same shirt. I'm like, nah, I'm not going to wear this anymore. Because it's too common. And so there is something in us, in our human nature, that thinks that exclusivity is the same thing as value. That could work in market space, but it's a different thing when it comes to the charisms of the Holy Spirit. And so you begin to discover that the problem Joshua and John had was that they thought that the gift of God was like a musical chair where the chairs were limited and then you have multiple children all jostling and pushing and pushing to get onto the chair. But they failed to realize that God's gift is abundant and he gives it to whoever he wills. Joshua and John forgot to realize that God's gift is invaluable. God's gift is immeasurable. God's gift is incalculable. In other words, we cannot use the metrics of supply and demand to calculate the value of what God has put in your heart and put in my heart. Because only God has it. And he gives it to you and gives it to me freely. The second problem when I put my ma- myself in the mind of Joshua and John, I think both of them had this innate Identity politics that we all have. In-group, out-group conflict dynamics. And when I put you down, my group comes up. I feel better. If we can win, yeah. In fact, after mass this morning, a friend walks up to me and says, all right, Father, I heard what you said about tolerance and all that. Are you saying that we should be tolerant to Ohio State fans? <laughs> I was like, yeah, right. And you can see how, it, how easy it is for us to laugh about it when it's peripheral values. But it becomes tensive when it's core value. And so that's why sometimes religious tolerance becomes tensive. Political tolerance becomes tensive. Social tolerance and cultural tolerance becomes tensive. But should it be that way? Is that how it ought to be? And that brings us to the heart of our message today. Our readings today call all of us back to tolerance. An invitation to tolerance. Especially those things that sometimes create a lot of tension in our society. I'm Democrat and all I see is Democrat, 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 Democrat. I'm Republican, all I see is Republican, Republican, Republican. 
After a while, I may have to get out of the box and search for the truth of the gospel and lead my life by the truth of the gospel. That's tolerance. That's what Jesus invites all of us to this morning. And so when John tells him, we want you to stop this person, he said, no. There is no one who does good deeds in my name. There is no one who truly searches for the truth in my name that is against me. It's a call to tolerance. The fact is this. We all can't speak the same way. We all don't look alike. We all don't have the same worldview. But at the end of the day, it is one faith, one love, one baptism. And that's why at this time it breaks my heart when I read what is going on in the Vatican. And you ask, what's going on? What is going on? The infighting, the finger pointing, the smearing and all the things going on in this same body of Christ. At the end of the day, we will be different. Even in the way we express our faith as Christians and as Catholics, we may all be different. But it all comes down to one thing. Tolerance. Tolerance. One final message we read from the gospel. It looks like it is very terrifying, but Jesus has a point doing that. When he talks about cutting off your hand and cutting off your foot and plucking off your eye, that might look terrifying. But those are metaphors. And what is Jesus getting at? The very root causes of intolerance is selfishness. All the jealousies and self-love and me, 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 me. These are the things that sometimes create all the in-group, out-group conflict we have in our world, in our nation, and even in our church today. And Jesus says, let go. Cut it off. Cut it out. Jesus invites us to look up to God and free our minds. And what exactly are we going to cut off this morning? Francis Bacon actually recommends what he calls the four idols. The idol of the tribe. The idol of the tribe is, you know, I'm so enclosed in my own tribe that I don't get out of the box to search for truth and reality. The idol of the cave, I'm buried in the cave in my worldview, and all I have is tunnel vision. I see nothing outside of the tunnel. Jesus says, cut it out and cut it off. Or is it the idol of the marketplace, the idol of the theater, where it's all theatrical, passion and emotion. Jesus says, cut it out. And let's all return to the basics, to love one another. We may not all have the same beliefs. We may not all see reality the same way. But it all comes down to one love, one faith, one baptism.
Let us now bow our heads and pray. Change our hearts this time. Your word says it can be. Change our minds this time. Your life will make us free. We are the people your call set apart. Lord, this time, change our hearts.